This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 105 of the Stacey West podcast. I'm Ben and uh, I'm actually joined, not by uh, not by Gary this week, I'm joined by Jake. How are you getting on dude? I'm good mate, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad at all. Um, uh, you know, I, I shan't bring up how uh, how when Gaz did it on his own, he, um, he, you know, he sort of brought attention to the fact that I wasn't there because I was busy, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, Gaz definitely is very busy at the moment, so uh, he's he's handed uh, co-host duties off to you for uh, for this week. Um, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping, you know, we might get through the hour without having the piss taken out of me thoroughly. But, well, uh, you know what? It wouldn't be a Stacey West podcast, Ben, if you didn't have the piss taken out of you. This is very true. Um, so but, I uh, don't think I don't think I'm going to promise that just yet. We'll wait. <laughs> we've got a long we've got a long time to go yet, so we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah that's fair. I mean, we've got. Um, we might as well get straight into it. We've got three games to talk about, um, sort of two that we've obviously just had. Uh, first one was was Accrington away, um, which I mean it it didn't really it didn't really deliver much, did it? It was a very cagey game, um, bit scrappy at times, and we didn't seem to have that cutting edge um, that we've had, you know, sort of slightly earlier on in the season. Um, I don't know what it was, but it just it felt a bit flat, didn't it? Yeah, um, I'm going to go sort of into Gary mode and talk a bit, a little bit about analysis and things like that now. But I think Atkinson did quite a good job on us on on Saturday. They, um, as, as I said to you off air just before we um, we came on, they sort of they man Martley and Brick cut out of the game, which which really halted us going forward. You know, um, you know, again expertly um, at the back, Alex Palmer, the defence. You know, I couldn't really put a. Uh, they didn't really put a foot wrong, um, but going forward, it was just seemed a little bit blunt. Um, obviously, we've only scored one away uh, goal in four games. Was it before that, which was, which is starting to get a little bit worrying. But um, you know, it was a point gain definitely. Uh, should have had a penalty, as Gaz has alluded to before. I'm sure, I'm sure you'll concur with me. But um, if we, you know, a point on the road at Accrington Stanley, we didn't get that last year. So you know, I think it's a point, definitely a point gain. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And I think yes. the thing is, for me, I would have, you know, if, if you just said to me beforehand, would you take four points from the next two games before the Accrington game? A hundred percent. I would have, you know, snapped your hand off for that because uh, I think as as people sort of tried, well, people said after the game, you know, you win your home games, you draw your away games and um You'll, you'll be there or thereabouts, as uh, as a great man once said. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it just didn't feel it just didn't feel like we had that that cutting edge. Like you said, it was it was quite blunt. And your point about Bridker is uh, is bang on. I think he he's definitely you know 
since coming back from injury, I think he's uh, he's he's proving why he's the captain, why is that uh, yeah. you know why is that linchpin in the middle? I think. Um, but um, it, yeah, I mean, there wasn't like you said a, a huge amount to take from the game. I don't think Alex Palmer had a huge amount to do. Um, the the back four, like you said, were, were solid again, um, which is kind of the tale of the week. Um, yeah, I, I can't really. I can't really think of too much else to say. Just, um, just, just something to add to add to, add to the uh, the Atkinson game. Um, mm-hmm. I thought Pritchard the, in their midfield was was good. He was peppering shots away at, at Palmer, but also just a questioning about um, the timing on which Brennan Johnson sort of came on the pitch. I think he came on at, at half time. Was it half time he came on, or just uh, shortly uh, after the interval? And yeah, I, you know, yeah. Atkinson a, a team. You know, we. We supposedly have really good fitness at, at Lincoln under Appleton, and I thought a player of, of Brennan Johnson's ability in the last, you know, 20 minutes would have been able to run out and get at Accrington, which I suppose he's done to great effect in previous games, you know, Plymouth at home and, and other games. But I don't feel like Brennan got going, which is part of the reason why we didn't get going as well. But I just wanted to make that point about about Pritchard. I thought he was absolutely outstanding for Accrington uh, in the midfield. Mm. Yeah, I think um, the thing is with um, you know with, with Johnson coming on at half time, I think it it something needed to change, um, and uh, I think yeah, I think if if he'd have come on with that you know little bit of time left, I think maybe bringing Harry Anderson off for him might have been a, a possible mistake. Maybe I don't yeah. know, but um, when you you know when you can leave when you, when you've got Harry Anderson playing the way that he is at the moment I, I personally thought you've got the, if you have the two of them on the pitch together you'd have a hell of a lot of uh, and you know a lot of pace and a lot of skill going yeah. forwards so yeah you'd have to fear for opposition fullbacks if those two were on the pitch at the same time <laughs> yeah absolutely so um yeah I mean it, it was a bit of a you know bit of a nothing game in the end um I think the the closest we came was uh, was obviously when Anthony Scully at the post uh, I think that was that was quite late on, but um, yeah. we just couldn't seem to capitalise on that, you know, on, on that uh, man advantage. Um, and I think it was a red card. Um, you know, I think I yeah. saw a few people saying that it it wasn't, you know, and it was it was a harsh red card. I think you know Michael even said himself at the end of the game it was uh, in his day it might have been a yellow, but I mean, you know, we you can't go in with your studs showing. Um, even though it wasn't, you know, at head height, the fact is that you, you, you can't in this, you know, in this day, you cannot go in with these studs showing like that. Um, yeah. And I mean, I think the thing is, some people likened it to um, to Billy Knott sending off a few years ago. Um, and Knott's County. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, I, I thought at the time, you know, I was I was quite annoyed about that sending off at the time um, because I don't think he went in with his studs up the same way that McConville did on uh, yeah. on Saturday. But I mean, you know, the game is constantly changing to the point where you need to, you need to be careful when you're doing that. And, you know, there wasn't any intent to it. You know, it's, it's a cliche of saying he, he's not that kind of player, but I mean, he, you know, he went in and ultimately it was a clumsy tackle that could have been quite dangerous. And, you know, by the letter of the law, that's, that's a red card at this point. So, yeah, definitely. When I when I saw it first in real time, I thought 
you know, he could be in, in, in trouble. But, you know, Coleman came out in the press after the after the game saying how they're going to appeal it and how it's one of the worst decisions he's ever seen. But then again, um, he did come out and admit that the penalty on, on Johnson he thought was a bit of a stonewaller as well. So, you know, you win some, you lose some with football and that's that's why we all love it, I suppose. Yeah, and I think the thing is with, the, um, with that penalty shout as well, the fact that, you know, he, he's booked Brennan Johnson for it. I think the... It was it was ridiculous. I mean, the thing is that that's that sort of plays into something that me and Gav spoke about before, where we said that you know is he starting to get a bit of a reputation, and that seems like the ref had already made the decision that you know I'm not going to give a penalty to him if he goes over because it's you know he's probably going to have dived. And for the record, I don't think Brennan Johnson has dived for any of the penalties. There's always been you know there's been yeah. some level of contact, and he's made the most of it. But I don't think there's been anything in terms of, you know, outright simulation, which, yeah. you know, but yeah, it was um, a frustrating afternoon. Um, but I think when you can turn around and say, you know, we've been frustrated away at Accrington, um, it's it's showing that, you know, that they are they are the kind of team that, that are difficult to beat, despite the fact that, you know, I said in the podcast last week that uh, Gaz had got me a little bit confident. Um <laughs> But, you know, they're a difficult team to beat at home and ultimately that kind of showed. Um, I, I do think that after Johnson got booked, he was a bit more reluctant to go into, you yeah. know, sort of show the ball a little bit to, to the opponents because um, there was a couple of instances where he he kind of rode challenges and, you know, jumped over tackles or, or um, shied away from showing the opponent the ball. Whereas that's not what we've seen from Johnson before. So he was obviously very aware that he's about to potentially get a second yellow. But I mean, you know, what can you say other than what we have? So I think we'll probably, um, we'll leave that one there for now. Um, move on to uh, Tuesday night at Swindon, uh, which uh, it's, it's again, another watch, uh, another cliche, isn't it? You know, if you're playing badly and winning, it's the sign of a good team. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, for about, well, for just over an hour, I didn't think anything was going to be happening in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think you're definitely right. I, I, I was um, sort of um, just going to get the obligatory Man United dig in. It was a good time in one at the kickoff so you could watch Man United in the second half against Istanbul as well. Don't know what you mean, mate. Don't know what you mean. No, full kit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, re- re- you know, um, regardless, it was it was a bit dull, a bit like Atkinson. I was starting to get a little bit worried um, as the game goes on. Obviously, I, I thought our biggest threat um, before we went on and scored the goal was uh, was James Jones in midfield. He had mm. a few pot shots. He was dominating the midfield. Absolutely, you know, I can see definitely why. Um, a couple of years ago, he was linked with a move to Preston, but um, you know, I thought. It was a bit. It was a game where I was. I, I can't say I wasn't worried because Swindon had plenty of good moments in the first half. Mm. Uh, but as I think it was um, Mate Peace and Horton on the radio said, you know, they thought that Swindon had reached the top of their game, whereas Lincoln had clearly and obviously had other, you know, gears to get into. It was whatever case if they could get into those gears, and unfortunately, a bit of uh, a bit of luck, and we we uh, we scraped a goal. <laughs> yeah, and I think. Um... I think the thing for me was, you know, we we didn't look like we were going to score, but Swindon pro- Swindon could probably still be playing now, to be honest, and they wouldn't have scored. 
um you know it was they didn't really have any cutting edge at all um you know kind of packing the defense and the midfield out as much as they did i'd I'd, they were it almost felt like they were playing for the draw at home but then there was a little bit of urgency after we got the goal um and again i I don't think alex palmer really had much of a save to make i think there was one in the first half which when you look back at it it was very clearly going wide but i mean yeah i i just until the goal went in i'd like you i felt a little bit worried i was a bit sort of i was thinking well what's what's not clicking here what's not what's not happening um but the fact is you know lewis monsmer again popping up um you know when you've got seven goals for the season and you're a center back and it's not even christmas that's not a bad return at all is it no well you could you could sort of sense how desperate they were they were they were towards the end of the game by bringing jack Payne on obviously mm. a player who was you know he started off life here absolutely amazingly that i think that that game away uh, was it accrington at the start of the season uh, last year I, I was walking away with with chris saying God, Jack Payne's, you know, the best thing to ever happen in, to Lincoln ever. Mm. Um, obviously faded away. Mm. I feel like he might have done that a little bit. It's Swindon already started to go into that area, but you touched on, on Lewis Monsumer. Um I listened to his press conference today as well. He's such a well-spoken young man. Um, he's, impressing, he's impressing me on the pitch, off the pitch. I'm worried that we're not going to be able to see him, obviously, with the new, the new uh, lockdown rules, which I'm sure we'll get into. I'm worried that we're not going to be able to see him in a Lincoln shirt before we you know, inevitably profit on, 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 the, on the player. Well, I mean, I, you know, I think that's going to be one of those things where you, we're inevitably going to sell him. You know, we, we are a selling club. Every club in this current climate is a selling club as long as the money's right. And it's the model, isn't it? You know, we, we buy a player that's, that's sort of going to be off the radar a little bit and then um, see how he gets on and, and sell him on for a, a decent fee. And I think Monsmer is going to be that player um the more that you know more time goes on the more i think it's going to be um you know the the bigger his fee is going to get essentially um but yeah i think ultimately the defense they they didn't have a huge amount to do but when they were called on they did um apart from i think it was the last minute wasn't it where they had that they had a header go over yeah 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 cross came in from jack Payne, and it was literally yeah well all he had to do was put it anywhere on target yeah Apart so, from it sort of reminded point. me of it. Sort sorry, Ben. It sort of reminded me of the, um, the the Macclesfield game when we got promoted out of the National League. When yes, uh, yes. Holroyd had a had a guilted chance to you know to snatch a point, and we wouldn't have won the league that day. But yeah, you know, fortunately yeah. that head has gone that that head has gone over, and so was the one at Swindon. But you know, if they'd have got a point, would we have been arguing saying they didn't deserve it? Well, maybe for their first half performance, they they, they easily could have got a point. I thought. Yeah, I mean the thing is like their foot it was the when we came out in the second half, we really started to, you know, turn the screw a little bit, I think. Um and we, we actually looked, you know, quite potent going forward. Um, but then it, it just seemed to fizzle out again. Um so I don't know what's changed. I don't know whether it's kind of, you know, the the, the accumulation of games and, you know, the build up of, of everything. But like you said, the fitness seems to be the, the key thing yet again. And I know that was that was a staple of uh, of Danny Cowley's sides. You know, he was um, very big on fitness and and keeping you know the, the levels up for there he is. That's his uh, that's his phrase, keeping the levels up for for ninety minutes. But um, Got flashbacks. <laughs> but um, it, you know, it definitely shows when you've got a team that's 
that's working so hard on the fitness because Swindon looked knackered towards the end of it. And I think, you know, it was picked up on commentary that I think Swindon's average age was substantially higher than ours. Um, And it just didn't look like they were going to create that much, to be honest. Um, But um, yeah, I mean, let's, let's talk about Jack Payne for a minute because as soon as he came on, you you sort of got that feeling that, yeah, he's probably going to score. Yeah. And he very nearly set the goal, you know, set a goal up. As we said, it, it went over. Um, I don't think he looked too bad, to be honest. No, he, he, Jack Payne's not a bad player in League One. You know, he's when mm. we when we signed him, what eighteen months ago, we were all going, you know, he's going to be the player that's going to catalyst, you know, lift us about above a relegation battle into, you know, looking towards the playoffs because he was, you know, the master, you know, the crown jewel in, in Danny Cowley's um, uh, summer signings and. Yeah, you know, he's not a bad yeah. player. He's, he's definitely not a bad player. You know, it just didn't help that Appleton, um, you know, probably probably didn't rate him as as much as as we did, which is you know, which goes against him. And he had he got moved out of position during his time with us. And you know, he's, he's definitely not a bad player. He's not a bad option for a club like Swindon. I feel like we've got better now um, in that sort of area. You know, I think George Grant has come on leaps and bounds ahead of Jack, what Jack Payne is now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. we don't tend to play a number 10 really either do we we go for a sort of 4-3-3 with Jones and McGrandall so I definitely would be seeing I would definitely see Jack Payne starting on the left wing ahead of someone like George Grant or you know one, or, or Scully do you know what I mean yeah it was yeah. Um, it's it's one of those sort of it was one of those signings that you know I think ultimately was was I think somebody quoted as saying like the flair player you know he's the player that's going to get people off the seats and, you know, kind of do the, the, the fancy shit, if you like. Um, I don't think we were going to be, you know, I think when they signed him, we weren't necessarily going to be in a, a silverware chase inside. But the fact is that, you know, we needed something to get the fans excited. So yeah. they brought him in. Um, obviously, unfortunately, it didn't work out. But like you say, I don't think at this point there is anybody in our starting eleven that I would, sort of look at and go yeah you'll be replaced by jack payne yeah um i think we've we've developed as a team developed as a squad definitely um to the point where it's you know i'm I'm really pleased about where we are as a club for sure yeah i, I think i got a, a bit excited last year i am uh when i used to write for football league world i i might have accidentally dubbed Jack Payne as the EFL signing of the window when we signed him for three from Huddersfield, <laughs> which may or may not be biting me in the arse as, uh, as of this present moment. That's all right. I think Gaz, uh, you know, Gaz said it was probably one of the most exciting things to happen to Lincoln City in forever. So, um, um, you know. So all, all of us journos are clearly a bit tapped in the head at the minute. <laughs> Speak for yourself, mate. I don't know what you mean. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously the goal as well. Um, it, it was sort of an old school Lincoln City goal, wasn't it? From a corner, you know, a little bit of chaos in the area, and uh, Monsman's there at the uh, at the far post just to to nod it in. And I don't think there was any doubt it was over the line. I mean, I could see it was over the line from bloody Bruce Brajeeth. It was. I'm glad you could because I, <laughs> I didn't. I when I first saw it, I didn't. I thought the keeper had got there just in time. Um, mm. But the the movement I uh, especially liked it sort of reminded me of. The Luke Waterfall moved run to the back post when we beat Burnley at Turf Moor. He sort of spanned his marker, ran to the far post, a bit like Luke. And obviously, Luke headed it back across goal. But, you know, Lewis, in the form that he's in, I don't yeah. think he's going to be yeah. you know, 
be looking for a teammate in that sort of situation when he knows that he can. Well, is he second top scorer in, in the team so far this year? So I don't. I think think, so, yeah. I'd be worried if he was going to pass in, in, in that moment for sure. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know that's that's sort of where we where we are in terms of um, in terms of players at the minute. I think it, we like I said we've we've got this this sort of squad at the moment that it's a very exciting squad. And I think Michael's a bit spoiled for choice when everybody's fully fit. Um, that is kind of the, you know, the problem at the moment where it doesn't seem like everybody, you know, it would, having something of an injury crisis or mini injury crisis were coming through the, the other side of. Um, but I think ultimately, you know, the, the fact that we've had the, um, the break, uh, the break when we should play Gillingham um, and had that period off, I think that's done the world of good. But then, you know, in terms of the players' recoveries and the fitness and everything else, but then you've sort of got to wonder, is has that then impacted, you know, the, the performances yeah. and that they've not been able to, to keep the momentum going. They've sort of got to build it back up and now they've done that. What happens at this point? So, yeah. I suppose we're quite lucky in the fact that the injuries that we've got as a present, you know, the likes of, of Walsh, Ethan Ross, um, Callum Morton, Jamie Saul, they're sort of players that we have players in their positions that are already ahead of them in the pecking order at this moment in time. So I don't feel like we're um, essentially necessarily feeling the pinch of it just yet. Obviously, yeah. when yeah. the games sort of come in, you know, December, January, where they're rolling in, rolling out literally every three days, mm-hmm. you know, um, but we are going to be... Um, Quite obviously, we're a small squad. Apple has made made sure of that, but we are going to be some sort of what, what weapon we're going to be when all those sort of players come back and everyone's going to be fit. You know, Callum Morton is a player I'm really excited about seeing. Um, mm. He was really good in the cameo that he had against Bradford. Mm. Um, he's definitely a player that, that I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, hundred percent. And it's uh, it's just a shame that uh, the injury came when it did. Unfortunately, yeah. But, um, Agreed. Yeah, so um, throughout the match on Tuesday night, there was obviously a lot of talk about um, the, the possibility of uh, you know of, of fans being allowed back into grounds, and, and the news came out depending on what tier everybody's going to be in. Um, I think I, th- I think with the conversations being as public as they were, I, I think it may have gotten people's hopes up a little bit too much. Yeah. Um, Ultimately, I think, you know, there were several people that I think everybody deep down knew that we were probably going to be in tier three. So, we, you know, there wouldn't be any chance of going back. Um, ultimately, I don't think there's a huge amount of, of football league clubs that are in tier two at the moment outside of, you know, probably one in a couple of, you know, a few in London. I think um, Rob actually said on Twitter earlier that it was, was it Shrewsbury and Northampton, I think, uh, coming up yeah um, yeah they're, so they, they're both allowed fans into their grounds aren't they yeah well, I, know so, Northam- I know Northampton definitely are yeah so there's going to be um you know potentially up to 2,000 fans um in those games going forward but I mean you know it sucks like it absolutely sucks that we're being put into tier three um and you know I I want to get back to Central Bank as much as anybody yeah but ultimately, there's you know, there's bigger things going on than getting into live yeah. football matches at the moment. Um, and what really does piss me off is when, you know, you see some people 
that are complaining that they're not allowed into a football match turning around after saying two weeks ago, oh, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be sensible. I'm not going to listen to the rules. It's like, can you not see the correlation between what you're saying? Yeah. You know, it's yeah, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? It's, it, you know, uh, it's difficult for, for everybody, you know, that's in the positions of, of making the decisions. It's, it's difficult. And I can sort of see both sides of it um, in terms of, you know, where there are a lot of clubs that are going to benefit massively from having supporters back. You know, some people may even go far to say is they're going to have a, a bit of an extra advantage in terms of, you know, money coming in, things like that. Um, but it's a, it's a really difficult one for everybody's had to make the decisions to put Lincolnshire into tier three. It's obviously link football is a really good way for people to escape from the week, you know, the week, the day to day issues that they've got. Um, you know, personally, I know, I know from, myself and probably for you as well Ben it was sort of a definitely an escape going to to watch Lincoln on a Saturday and the fact that it's been taken away from us given the positive news about the vaccine and you know possibly Lincoln being at one of those areas that was going to be in in tier two it's definitely a bit of a kick in the, in the gonads to have it taken away literally at the last moment yeah and I mean I, th- I think the thing is like there is nothing more that I want in this world at the moment than to have that brief like that snip like a snap second of silence between where you hear the ball hit the back of the net even though it's very faint you you can hear the ball ripple the back of the net and there's just that brief moment of silence before everybody goes absolutely ape shit yeah so that's what i want back in my life i just want like instead of the silence being sat at home and you know listening to or trying to make out you know cars going round and you know down the main road or whatever it's like i just want I just want that hubbub. I want to be back there. And like, there is nothing more that I can think that I want to do than to go back to Central Bank and to sit in the seat that my dad sat in for, you know, God knows how many years and to, to just be around friends and, you know, the second family, the football family. But yeah, I think people need to understand at the moment that that's simply not going to happen unless you know, we can get to the point where it's safe to do so. Um, yeah. And it's it's awful. Like, I'm not going to turn around and say, oh, yeah, well, you know, you get what you deserve. But ultimately, if people are going to be dickheads about it, it's the same as everything else in life. You know, it's the minority that, that ruined, you know, that cock it up for everybody else. So, yeah. <sighs> I mean, it's that's... Not very, it's not very fun at the moment, is it? You know, being no. a football supporter. Um, no. You know, I'm definitely missing my my football family. Um, you know, since 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 the uh, season got curtailed in, in March, we've been you know doing football quizzes over Zoom, but it's not it's not quite the same as going. You know, you have your match day routine. You know, we park at their house. You go to this pub on the way to the ground. You get food from this you know corner shop, chippy. Mm. Um, you know, you sit with your mates, and it, there was nothing better. <laughs> Than going and watching Lincoln at Central Bank on a Saturday, absolutely nothing, and it's 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 difficult. It's a difficult subject to touch on because obviously some people will will see see it one way, and some people will see it the other. You can never get everybody to agree on the same page. Uh, unfortunately, that's politics. Mm. But I'm sure yeah. where everyone can come together is is wanting to get back to Central Bank as soon as it's possible to do so when it's safe. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, obviously, we've had the um, we've had the conversations with uh, you know with Connor on the podcast a couple of weeks ago in the shed light on the plight campaign. Um, 
definitely continue to you know to support that if you can um you know bring uh, bring attention to it because uh i mean well there hasn't been any news as far as i'm aware since last week where you know certain sports were given an obscene amount of money compared to to other ones and league one and league two are still in the you know in the position where we don't have a bailout package or anything else um nothing's been formalized as far as i'm aware um i may be mistaken on that but um you know it, it it's when things like this almost get dangled as carrots it's like well you know if you could if you if you obey the rules then you'll be allowed back into football it's like well but will we most of us have that's the thing most of us have obeyed the rules yeah and we we believe that we deserve that that little nibble on the carrot yeah um but some people you know they're dragging you by you know by your socks going well yeah but that that's all well and good but we want to have a laugh now which is ultimately killing the you know the r rate and the fact that we're gonna have to be in tier three for a little lot well yeah yeah but um anyway you know let's let's not talk about depressing things anymore let's talk about the fa cup because um what was always the uh, the christmas shopping weekend for so long for a lincoln city fan um we've actually been able to you know watch some football for the first time you know for for the uh, for the um you know last weekend in november so um I will sort of defer to you a little bit in terms of, you know, see, see how good a replacement you're going to be for Gary. Um, <laughs> I've, uh, you know, I've, I've got a little bit, but um, obviously we played Plymouth fairly recently, but you can't, you, you can't really, you know, have that, have, have that as a, as a benchmark because they're a very different Plymouth side to, to who we played. Um, and I think, you know, with it being the FA cup as well, it just seems to be, a bit of a crapshoot. So I'm, you know, looking at the odds, I think it seems fairly even um, as to you know, who the bookies have got for us to, whether we're going to take it or whether, you know, Plymouth will go to the third round and potentially draw one of the big boys. But I mean, even is that even in, as much of a, um, as much of a draw at this point, you know, we might get a big club, but is well, there any point to having a big club? If we can't pack the fight. granted the result, yeah, granted the result against Liverpool, I'd say not. But in a, you know, <laughs> yeah. as, as Gary has, has said so many times, you know, not just on the podcast, but during his like Facebook what, uh, dog walks or whatever he likes to call it, um, money is is cr- more crucial than ever at this moment in time. Mm. And a cup run, even though it's only the Checker Trade Trophy um, or whatever it's called, the Papa John's Trophy, the, the Pizza Takeaway Trophy, it's important that we that we get as much money accumulated as we can so that we send a competitive edge in the transfer market whenever, when it comes to January, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. and the FA, even, you know, the FA Cup is, is a big competition. We all know that. And getting into that third round where you can potentially go to a city minus the gate results, but the TV revenue is still yeah. fairly substantial. And I'm pretty sure uh, the loser of, of the round gets a little bit of, of money in the kitty as well. So, I mean, I would, if I was Appleton, as I, as he said in his press conference today, I would be going all out to win this game. Um, mm. It's, you know, who would turn down a, a free opportunity to, to make a bit of money during, you know, the, the COVID market? I mean, I think you'd be stupid not to... I feel like Forest Green were absolutely ridiculous to not go for it against us yeah. in the first round yeah. because, 
you know, as much as they want to get promoted and they want to, you know, eventually catch up up to us to be in League One, you know, they're going to need money to to put into their playing squad for January because the squad that they've got, based on what I've seen, you know, on the Quest highlights, isn't enough to get promoted. You know, we had to sign players in the January of the year we went up to reinforce yeah, yeah. the good start. Whereas, you know, if they had got through to this round of the FA Cup and a bit more money, they would be able to, to reinvest that back into their playing squad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, so how do you see um, Saturday going then? It's, um, I... <laughs> I don't. I don't want to call it. It's you know, like I said, it's uh, when it comes be to like the cup, Gary. anything can happen. Well, anything can happen when it comes to the cup. You know, we've seen that. You're gonna sit on the fence like uh, like Gary did the last time I came on the um, podcast <laughs> for, the, uh, for the was it the Barry the Oval game when the year we got promoted? I think he, he, we both gave a score prediction and Gary was well and truly getting so, yeah. getting splinters out of his arse. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a difficult game. Plymouth, um, from what I gather, they've sort of dropped off from from the form they had um, from since we played them. Uh, I think they've dropped down to sort of mid-table in, in the division at the moment, which sort of suggests to me that, that they've sort of taken the pace off of how they were, how they were doing. Um, they're a good side. Uh, they're like 3-5-2. Uh, uh, Ryan Lowe, we know what Ryan Lowe's about. He plays football the right way. You know, that game, the games against Bury the year we came up with, two very difficult games and we were quite fortunate to get to get four points from. Um I feel like it's a weekend for Harry Anderson, uh especially mm-hmm. since they since they play three at the back, which I think Michael's come out and said in the press before that he likes having Harry, you know, playing as a right back against that sort of formation because he's then not got anybody really to focus on on marking. He can just, you know, go hell for leather at one of their centre backs and distract him. So I mean it's it's gonna be a tight game. The game at Central Bank was, you know, were we fortunate to, to beat them? Probably the penalty was a little bit soft. Um, mm-hmm. They'll be wanting to put that right. They'll be wanting to get through to the cup like the third round of the cup like we will. Um, but I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna feel a really strong squad on on Saturday, and I think that might be the difference. Whereas they might make a few changes. I feel like, as I mentioned earlier, our our injuries are squad players, so we've sort of been, we're gonna get forced into a hand where our first team was going to be playing on Saturday. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm positive. I'm always positive. You're asking even my football family, I'm, I'm positive. But I think we'll uh, I think we'll go down there and win. Cool. I mean, it's you know, you, you make a good point about Harry Anderson because obviously, you know, he's had now, um, with him being taken off on, on Tuesday night, sorry, no, taken off on Saturday, didn't play on Tuesday. Um, he's obviously going to have had a, a bit of a... Um, you know, he's going to have had a bit of a break. Um, and I think that's probably going to have done in the world of good. So um, I I honestly think, you know, it's a good shout to have him marked out as one of the key men, um, although it's probably a little bit predictable at this point because he's always one of the key men in the Lincoln City <laughs> side. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens on Saturday. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's, uh, I just hope we can get back to that you know that, that sort of blistering form that we had um a little bit earlier on um where we were you know sort of almost tearing teams apart for fun um at points um but uh, yeah we'll we'll see what happens i mean score prediction are we going to go down that road uh, yeah you know what i'll since i've come on and replaced gary i think i'll um i'll stick my head out on the line like he tends to do um <laughs> 
Sorry, guys, if you're listening to this. Uh, thanks for the T-shirt that's coming in the post. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to probably stick my head out and say 1-0, I think. I think we're going to we're going to get a scrappy 1-0 on the road, third round of the FA Cup. Uh, yeah, 1-0. I'll even put a goal scorer on it. I think Tom Hopper will will, will eventually get a, a winning goal for Lincoln this year. Fair enough. There we go. So, Are you going to um, be as brave? Are you going to be as brave? I reckon we'll you, get two. You think we'll get two? Yeah. On the no road? No other reason than the, just to... On yeah. the road, we don't, we don't. We tend to not score very many on the road. Uh, you know, first time for everything and all that. Ben being positive on a Stacey West podcast. I know. Jesus. What what have I seen? <laughs> what have I listened to? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, ultimately lot going on in the world of football at the moment and you know in the world of Lincoln City I think um, I think Liam's been out and about today I'll be honest I haven't actually seen um, his uh, his bits with I think Radio Lincolnshire and the club both put something out today um, but we will um, yeah we'll, we'll we'll try and um, you know I'll try and get a, get a hold of Liam at some point and see if we can have him back on the podcast uh, to, to discuss things when when things probably look a little bit brighter, I guess. Um, but uh, is there anything else that you want to sort of mention before we uh, before we wrap up? I think we'll probably try and keep this one fairly brief because it's, as I said, outside of outside of the stuff that we've already talked about fairly recently. We, we might just be going over old ground, but there's definitely a couple of games to talk about which we have done. Is there anything else? Um... I think you're all good, Ben. I think you've pretty much wrapped it all up in inside half an hour, which which is quite good for you, considering how much of a rambler you are. <laughs> Gary, yeah. I, am ava- I am available every week, so if you'd like me to come on a bit more and insult Ben, I'm more than happy to join in the uh, bully mentality. Well, I mean, apparently, you know, according to the government at the moment, bullying's absolutely fine. So, uh, yeah, by all means. Um, sorry. <laughs> I think we were too political last week. I don't want to go back down that road. Um <laughs> But yeah, uh, thanks for you know thanks for coming on, man. It's um, you know I say I know Gaz has had uh, an awful lot on at the moment, so uh, he's um, he's rightfully you know taken a little bit of a, a breather. Um, but we will have him back next week, um, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll be talking about being in the third round and prepping for another game. Um, we don't have a game on Tuesday, do we? we? Do we do? It's Wigan. Ben, come on. Of course it is. Yeah. Sorry. I suppose we should. We should probably talk about that then, shouldn't we, before we go? I tell you, you're you're a very good podcast host here, Ben, aren't you? Talking, not forgetting we have a game. We have Wigan, the mighty FA Cup winners. <laughs> we've been talking about the FA Cup and we've not even mentioned Wigan. I completely forgot. I was there thinking, I'm sure I'm missing something, but yeah. Um... So I nearly forgot until Gary, you know, mentioned it to me earlier that, that he'd set up a, a pre a preview um, of uh, Wigan podcast, but. Um, you know, Wigan again. It'll be a tough game. Um, a team that have just come down. Uh, they'll always be strong championship teams, and we shall have to. It's at home, so you'd back us to win. Um, but you know, it's it is what it is, Ben. Yeah, I mean, you know, ultimately, I think I think Gary marked them out for you know one of the uh, the sort of standouts for relegation um, for fairly obvious reasons, and I think so far. Um, I mean, you're not seeing a huge amount from them, are we? Um, you know, I feel. I think Joe Garner's just left them as well this week. I think he's forced 
through a move to India. So yes, it whether, yeah, that's, whether that's Wigan he's had enough of or or the British English football, I wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, rock bottom of the table, no wins in the last six on paper, but we all know that's not the case. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't really know what to expect from them because it, they just seem to be sort of all over the shop. I mean, they're not they're not scoring many goals. They're seemingly shipping them in for fun at the moment. Um, and I just, you know, you, you've got what's uh, it seems like they're, they're essentially playing, you know, basically a four three uh, four two three one. I think at the minute. So you know, you've got it. They're trying to pack the midfield again. Um, and I think that could play into our hands a little bit, um, particularly if, you know, we have the pace that we, we do. So um, I think I they've think... not got a game on Saturday, which which sort of might go in their favour a little bit because um, obviously they were on the wrong end of a, a cup upset. They got knocked out by Chorley. Um, mm. So they're going to be, uh, well, fresher potentially than, than what we will be. Um, you know, I'm sure... As I, as I mentioned, I think we'll have quite a few first teamers be involved in the the tie with Plymouth, so um, they might have that edge over us. But you know, you know the form they're in, the form we're in. Would you back us, even though we've had less re- recovery time? I think you probably would. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. Um, I don't think you're going to have. I don't think you're going to have anything other than people thinking that you know Lincoln are going to roll over, uh, roll Wigan over. Um, but I mean, when you consider you look at the last few, you know, last few results, lost one nil at Blackpool, drew two all against Tranmere, you know, got beat by Oxford, drew against Bristol. It's like those are the two games. Like the the, the draws are where you think, oh, okay, you know, they're, they're doing something. I mean, obviously the um, you know the draw against Wigan was in the trophy, but hmm, I don't I don't like saying. You know, oh, this is a gimme, or this is an easy game because you know we've seen there are no easy games in League One. But I, I can't really see anything other than three points coming our way, if I'm honest. Oh, just nice to see you not sitting on the fence, Pen. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, to, it's good, to, good to see you being positive and look, and, and, and plucking, not you know picking splinters out your bum like Gary all the day. Look, the world is in a shit state at the moment. I need to be positive about something. So, <laughs> I'm. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, you know, they've won two all season so far in the league, and you know, when you when you sat there, excuse me, when you sat there having accrued a quarter of your points in the last four games, and that is a number of eight in total. You've, there's something wrong at, at Wigan. I mean, obviously, you know, they had something of an exodus, I think, um, and yeah, they're, they're just not they're not in the right spot at all at the moment. And sadly, I think um, Gaza's prediction of seeing them drop straight through league one into league two. Um, I think honestly, it, it's, it looks like it's going to happen, doesn't it? Yeah. They, they seem like another Bolton when they sort of came down yeah. and they went, they went straight back down. Obviously I've tipped them for relegation. I've got them sort of, I feel like Wigan are quite a big, quite a big club nowadays, and especially mm. for the level that they're in. Um, so I sort of thought, you know, before the uh, the season kicked off, I sort of assumed that they would they'd go down, but I feel like they'd have a bit of a kick to them. Um, you know, Wigan's not exactly the nicest place to go to, even on a sunny day. So <laughs> um, I thought that they'd have a little bit of bite to them. I thought, you know, the, assuming they could have kept some of their better players, which in hindsight they've not been able to do. Um, 
yeah, it just gives me shades of, of Bolton all over again, really. And you know, whether we can turn them over five one like we did Bolton at, at home, but I'd rather not talk about that uh, the Bolton game because that was a game that Toffolo seemed to wave goodbye to everybody. So I've sort of erased that out of the back of my head. So you had to bring it up, didn't you? I'm not well, gonna, I know I'm he's go your, away and cry now. I know he's your best mate. I know he's your best <laughs> mate. He's a uh, no, he's a, a good lad. And it's really good to see him. Um, being successful with Huddersfield, I just wanted to drop that in. But um, yeah, Wigan, a team that, that looked destined to go down. Um, you know, even if they go down, Bolton stay down in League Two. That sort of one hell of a, you know, big boy debate for for the League Two title next season if they're both in there. Mm, absolutely. absolutely. Um, right. So I think that's probably. Um, now that we've actually covered all. Yeah, the games. yeah. There's no more games hiding around <laughs> the corner, are there? That, that we don't know about. Um, yeah, now that we've actually covered all the games, I think that's probably a good spot to, to wrap it up. As I say, um, we will. Uh, Gaz will be back next week, uh, but thank you for you know jumping on, mate, and, and at least getting something together for uh, our loyal listeners. Although I do want to say that when this goes up, I will be pointing at the podcast and going, "See, it wasn't me that brought Toff up this week." Well, you know, I mean, he follows me on Twitter, so I'm sure I'll uh, try and push it in his direction. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, mate. Well, you take care, and yeah. Um, yeah, I'll uh, we'll see you guys soon. It's the 90th minute, and all your mates around watching the imps on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share boxes on the go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping, but then you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.